Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Oh, thank you, too. Mm-hmm. Did you do this on purpose? <laughs> thank you to Quee. Oh, <laughs> Bernice. Sorry. Telling us that we have ruined her. Her review at reads, ah, I love this podcast. I now have to listen to this while I run. Good for you, by the way. I have tried listening to other podcasts, but I don't run as fast when I'm not laughing. Mm-hmm. You two are real. You two are hilarious. I appreciate the love you share for each other and for others. Keep it up. That is so awesome. If you're listening to this, should we should we play Rocky music? So she's like... Right. Or like I, we are the I champions hear. or something. Yeah, I feel that. Or some some like some club beats. Yeah. Something with some 808. <laughs> like we're at a rave. Uh, I'm your host, Meredith Masony. And I'm your host, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take. Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are going to talk a little bit about my new book, Ask Me What's for Dinner One More Time, because it has officially launched and um, I think the book is trying to kill me this week because I uh, have been so stressed out about the launch for the last, I don't know, two years. Hey, and she won't say it, so I will. And it crossed into the top 200 and the top 50. It crossed into the top 50 of hot new releases on Amazon. I think Ooh, it, it was sitting. Congrats, you hot new release. You. It's sitting. It was sitting at number 40. So, um, I, do you know who? Do you know whose book was was kept at, was ahead of me this whole time? I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to know whose book it was. You're gonna love. I, it. Is it who I think? No. Who? No. It's the uh, Farmer's Almanac for 2021. Oh my gosh, you're lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I finally, be, I finally crossed the Farmer's Almanac last night. Oh my goodness. And here's the best part. I want to buy it, but I know if I buy it, that it'll, it could potentially change the rankings. So right. I'm holding back, but next week I'll probably break down and buy it. Oh my goodness. That is so funny. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. So somebody who we're super jealous of. So I am, it's the farmer's almanac 2021, but, um, I feel like I have to own that. So I'm going to break. But we're talking about, so we're talking about that. We're going to talk about that. Then we had such a great show last week where we talked about expectations and when we ask our spouse to do something and how we ask our spouse to do something and a little bit of communication, we actually had a listener of ours send it, send us, she sent Dave and I a video of her and her husband talking about the podcast. So we're going to bring that audio on and chat about it. And then we're going to have a little bit more of a conversation about last week's podcast because apparently it ruffled some feathers <gasps> and caused some conversations to take place in, in at least one other household because these two took to, took to the camera to chat about it. So I thought that it was, uh, and I haven't listened to it yet. No, but I think it's, I think you're going to really, you're going to enjoy it. Like we, cool. And then we can have some really good conversation about that again as well, because they made some really good points. And just do what we normally do and shoot the S H I 
It's shit. The word is shit you're looking okay, for. Okay. But what if there's kids around? Well, I hope the earbuds are in the mother's ear and not the children's ear, I guess. Or the, the father's, too, because we don't discriminate here. No, of course today, not. Today we have Lindsay from Virginia opening things up for us. Be sure to call us at 315-834-2696 and leave us a message so you can open up the show for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Lindsay Lemon. I live in Radford, Virginia. And I have two crotch goblins. My daughter is almost four, and my son is eight months old. Let's open the show with a mom fail moment, because we're all here, and we've all struggled as moms. And anyone who says different is a complete lie bagger. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I feel like crotch Mm -hmm. goblin is something you would say, Meredith. That you know who that reminded me of when she said it was um, the real blunt blonde. I feel like she says that all the time. Oh, does she? I think she calls her kids crotch goblins. And that's, she's and she has three now because she had twins. I know. That's nuts. Yeah. I, twins always scare me. It was always my dream to have twins. Really? And then, yeah, always. I just knew for sure I was going to have twins. And then, like, they're not in my family at right, all. Right. I just assumed I'd be the weird genetic, uh, what's the word? Anomaly. Yes. I almost said novelty. Anyway. <laughs> But then I had one and I was like, Hannah. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I just can't imagine having to do two feedings, two diaper changes, two different up all nights, most likely, right? Like just the, I don't know. It, that just seems like a lot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, mine were 18. Yours were close in age. Yours are close mm-hmm. in age. Mine are 18 months apart. Um, yeah. And I just remember that being super intense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, there's so Lindsay. About... Lindsay's in here today, by the way. Lindsay, oh, really? Lin- Lindsay is. She says I literally called in for the chance to be called back at some point, and you used my call in. Of oh course. my gosh. We of love course. you. Thanks, Lindsay, for of listening. Course, of course. Of course. All right. Also, so... for the record, can mm-hmm. I just say, I don't know where I saw it, but I saw a comment in passing that was like, "I used to listen to the podcast, but now I just catch it live, so I don't have to." If you are catching this live and you don't download the podcast, you will also be catching these hands. Oh, okay. Oh, because we, hey, don't oh. go casting spells again or whatever oh. you were doing. <laughs> listen, even if you don't listen to it, download it. You know what I'm saying? That way it makes us look really cool. You so, need to help. Yeah, you need to help us out with that. Okay? Downloads and reviews are huge. Reviews. Review it. Yeah. You can cut that out if you want, Phil. This was just for you live birds. Yeah, right? Because those are the ones we're talking to. Not the people who do the right thing and download. No, oh, we're Lord. just kidding. Everybody, we love you. Everybody we... on the audience is clutching their pearls. <gasps> what? We're just kidding. I did that in the car the other day, and then I finally realized why they call it clutching your pearls. You never knew? Well, I think I did, but I, I realized that I was really old because I did it. Like the like Dave was driving yesterday, and I went, <gasps> And I literally went for my <laughs> neck and I was like, I just clutched my pearls. And it was just, I don't know, I realized I was getting older moment. Because yes. it, it was, I, I literally did. I grasped for them and realized I don't, in fact, wear pearls. Do you know what grosses me out so bad? Speaking of pearls, my mom, one of her favorite songs that she would play on repeat and sing at the top of her lungs was Pearl Necklace by ZZ Top. Oh. And once <laughs> I got older and realized and I what it realized, was, 
I just couldn't understand. I could, I couldn't understand. That's like in the, hindsight, I guess it's the equivalent of like me playing, you know, what I I was gonna say an inappropriate song, but I guess it's the same like Nicki Minaj Anaconda. Like yeah. my kids listen to that because I'm always it's always on in the background. So maybe that's it. But at what point? Like I was older, and she was like. All she want is a perm necklace. Uh. And it's literally about a you-know-what on a you-know-what. That's like on, on Wines Day last night. Who, who was it with the peanut butter? Oh, yeah. My, uh, Mike and Mike. his wife, uh, mom and buried and dad and buried. His, his, his mom shared with his wife that peanut butter before you go to bed is really good for you. And his story on Wines Day was peanut butter makes you a better lover. So we were tracing it back. So to mom. Mike's mother is apparently hot in the sack. Oh, was what we we all it all boiled down to, and 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 then we had um, Brian from Dad and Bloated on there too, and his wife Amber, and um, he, he admitted to wanting to be a goose. Like I dude, I was watching. Did you watch? And he's like, and, and we're like, did you just say you want to fly like a goose? Like who says that kind of stuff? Like. He's like, you know, they're like, they're majestic. And it's like, I, I don't, never have I looked at a goose and been like, damn, that's a majestic animal. Like, it's Maybe not. Maybe he meant dove. No, he meant, ge- he was talking about geese in a lake. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like majestic. Yeah, yeah. Maje- okay. And I was like, and we're all like, not an eagle, not a falcon, not a goose. And then nope, he started he like turning, platypus. turning his head like this. And he started like, fl- like flapping. And I was like, oh, Brian. Oh, so now his nickname forever will be Goose. So you have to call him Goose. Okay. Because I know that you guys sometimes go live. I caught you guys live the other day. Oh, was it on his page? Him. Well, I mean, I caught <clears throat> Yeah, he it. wanted to talk about his anxiety for yeah. the first time with his followers. And so he needed uh, backup. Yeah. And since queen of anxiety. Well, he <laughs> like, and I chatted for like 30 minutes in the car the other day. Uh, it was probably right before, right before you two went live um but like a week and a half ago maybe two weeks ago we went live a long time ago oh well then maybe it was a replay he played i don't know we he and i talked two hours ago but he said that you two had had several conversations you know because obviously he feels safe coming to other (laughs) anxiety riddled beings to have conversations about it and and i was like this is normal it was sweet yeah so anyway he's great if if you're not following him all right, so tell us about your book, dude. Yeah, so I was trying to explain to Dave because he's like, I just need you to be excited. It's your launch week, and you've worked really hard, and everybody else has worked really hard, and I just need you to be excited about this for crying out loud. and Stop moping around. And, st-, and I was like, I need you to understand. Okay. And, well, listen, I've, I'll come to your defense, Dave, too, because... I would kill for somebody to tell me that. Like, I would love for someone to be hyping me up like that. My, I cannot get my husband to listen to a single conversation about juggling the Jenkins. He could care less. And I'm like, can you please help me? Like, be more excited. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the whole town voted on the most influential person in my town, and they picked me <gasps> as the top one. Well, no, it's like a, a Facebook thing. But anyway, I, I told him I was so proud, and he's like, hmm. 
And I'm like, dang, dude, like, I feel like you don't care at all. So I love oh, that Dave's hyping great. you up, but I also understand where you're coming from. Well, I think that's great. So anyway, Meredith's had a tough time with the launch of her book, because normally when you launch a book, you get to do all kinds of fun stuff. Like you get to go on tour, you get to have book signings, you get to have lines of people who you can see face to face and thank them for supporting you and tell them everything's going to be okay. And that was one of the great pleasures of my book coming out was I, I had that opportunity, but since the pandemic and while we understand, <laughs> I'm, I'm her lawyer, while we understand that people have it a lot harder, it's tough not to be able to do those things. Well, and, and it's a long, it's, it's the other thing is just, it's a process. It's a long time, right? So I started writing this book back in 2018. So this book and these stories that I've poured out onto these pages, they finally got put to bed in late 2019, early 2020, where we were finishing up like typeset and page things and this and that and covers and blah, blah, blah. And, um, then you get to, you promote it as best you can during this pre-sale period, which they talk about as like the eight weeks before the book, you really got to start talking about it, really got to start talking about it. And then you have this like launch day and it's like one day that you magically make up in your head is just going to be like the most exciting, like what, you know, and, and I didn't do, I felt like I did nothing different, right? I talked about it on a live, but it's like all of the same thing. So I didn't have that like moment of being like, I don't know. I felt like I was going to be princess Diana, like waving down the streets <laughs> or something, you know? And like, and there were just going to be flocks of people. And like, I'd show up to some bookstore somewhere and like the parking lot would be full. And it was like, Oh, she's here to sign our book and our life oh, is complete. God. And because you build these expectations up in your head, some more unrealistic than others. Clearly, like, mine were unrealistic. A little, a little bit. <laughs> but, so wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm I'm jumping in because. Okay. Yeah, I get I get to talk. We drove, thirty minutes to go to Barnes and Noble. First thing is, someone struggles using the map app on the phone, and we got there an hour before it opened. Because the second because the map app shows their. Or, their hours, which are 9 to 9 p.m. And when we got there, there was a sign on the door that said COVID hours, which was 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. So it was we, not on the spend, map app. We spend a wonderful hour together, husband and wife, celebrating her day. No, we didn't. We went to Target. We go, we go back to the store, and we, we ask the lady, and we, we go over to the section, and she's like, oh, there's my book. Okay. And the, the lady's like, Oh, is that you? And she's like, "Yeah, I wrote it." Uh, and I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm all, only thing I'm picturing is Eeyore from from Winnie the Pooh, right? This, I feel like Eeyore all uh, the time. So anyway, yep. and I was, you know, and then we leave, and she's like, "Okay." I was like, "Come on, you got to be excited. Your book is in the store. It's launch day, you know." And then you know, it started doing well in the in the charts there, and. You know, she started getting a little excited there, but I was just trying to, how often do you do this, right? Enjoy the moment, have some fun with it. It's, he does, Dave doesn't understand that some people have a problem enjoying the moment. I have a problem enjoying the moment. It's very right. difficult. I, I, my anxiety doesn't allow me to enjoy the moments because I'm it. waiting for the moments to be stolen. Yeah. And then when the moments are stolen, then because it's a it's this whole like self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So like then when the moment is stolen, I'm like, I knew it. 
right. I knew it. But, but it's important to know that the moments are always going to be stolen. That's why they're <laughs> moments. They're always going to go away. It's not a, it's not a permanent Ooh, thing. Ooh, that was deep though, Dave. That so makes sense, if Meredith. If you don't inv- in, enjoy it, you're gonna, it's going to go away anyway, and then you didn't enjoy it. So you get nothing. Which is why he says we should have sex every day. Well, that's more than a moment, though. Okay. <laughs> he literally, every day, he's like, we should have sex today because t- tomorrow won't be today and we wouldn't have had sex, so we should do it right now. And I'm Wait, like... <laughs> I'm like, I'm still processing what Dave just said. I think that was really effing profound. Like, they are called moments because they're fleeting and they will go away. So yep. why bother stressing about them going away when they're going to go away anyway? You could just enjoy them i love that right and i think that's why you're supposed to or not supposed to but i think that's why people are drawn to their opposite because i think you need that to sort of balance the other person out right like i'm high strung high anxiety high intense like i'm an intense person like i know i'm an intense person I'm like, Dave always looks at me and he's like, do you have any fucking clue how intense you are? And I'm like, clearly, because I know I am. And he's not really right. Like there's most things can roll off his back. He's very kind of like a more of a way more of a go with the flow. And I think you need that therapy Thursdays with Dave Crystal Almond Milk just said, Um, I think you need that. And I have enjoyed moments of this. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I passed the farmer's almanac. Very exciting for me. I'm number one bestseller in motherhood right now. Number one bestseller in family, family, parent and family humor. I'm number three in humor books overall. I'm sitting next to the guy from SNL um, that you want to punch in the face. Me? No, that's the name of the book. Punchable Face. Oh, I think it's was something Yoast. Yeah. Um, Brian? Yeah, I think so. Brian or Colin? No. Colin, Colin Yost. Colin. Yeah, because he does. They do the, the weekend update. Um, and then I got into the hot new releases. So it's been very exciting and it's been very validating. And as the reviews start to come in on the book, it's it makes you feel good that people are like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I laughed. I cried. Your stories are so relatable. Like I've, I've been through these things that you're going through with the kids or with my spouse or with whatever. And so it's very exciting but I have a hard time carving out and allowing those moments. And I don't know if that's just because I was always an anxious person or if it's part of, of um, the way we were brought up or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's something that Dave and I struggle with in our marriage because he views it as me just being like a Debbie Downer. And that's not what it is. It's, 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 it's something that's innate in me that I have to work really hard to try and push back. So the long of the short of it is that I'm really excited about the book. I really am. And it has done well. And I've even allowed myself to get excited that I might get onto a bestseller list somewhere. So I'm hoping that that's what happens. I'm hoping people see the reviews and continue to buy the book and enjoy the book because I'm going to be very transparent here. I want this book to do well. I want to write more books, but I need to have somebody want to do it with me. And the only way you get publishers to want to do it with you is when you sell books. And so I'm hoping 
and this is as honest I, as I can possibly be. I'm hoping it sells well because I have another book that I, that I, I already have a folder for on my desktop and I've already started formatting it and I want to write this next book, but I can't do that unless a publisher is like, oh shit, she's that book sold. We should give this chick another shot. So yeah. that's the honest, that's the honest truth to the whole thing is that stress lives inside of me because I want to write my next book. So I don't know. I think I should probably have spent more time this week living in the moment with it. But at the same time, um, well, my brain always goes to the next thing. And, and that's why I try to point out the moments to you, right? I mean, so the conversation beginning this week, this is your last week in your 30s. And I didn't want you to look back and say, you know what? I missed out on those opportunities. Remember the last Monday, the last Tuesday, the last Wednesday of your 30s? Enjoy them. You know what? I'm, he didn't finish I'm, that up. He said, you should have sex with me every night because I want to remember what it's like to have sex with somebody in their 30s. No. <laughs> That's what he said. He left all of that out. No. He threw some profound knowledge no. on you. And then he's like, we need to have sex every night until you're 40 because I want to know what it's, I want to remember what it's like to have sex with somebody in their no, 30s. No, I didn't want you to look back and be like, oh, I could have done it one more time in my 30s and I missed out. No more doing it in my 30s on a Monday night. It's gone. That's what this is about. The opportunity Good is gone forever. Lord. Okay, so where can, uh, if people are listening, they haven't gotten the book yet, where can they get it? Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, Target.com, Walmart.com. <gasps> Good for you. Why did you say that? I'm jealous. Of what? They won't sell my book. At Target? Yeah. They won't sell it in stores either. They won't sell my book in stores. It's on Target.com. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They, so they started to sell mine, and then they took it off the shelves. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Why? And uh, this isn't about me, but let's—it's inappropriate. And apparently, the back mentioned something about lesbians and felonies, and oh, they didn't want kids picking it up. And, it, was, it was on the cover. Yeah, or the not that there's cover. anything wrong with lesbians, but apparently, no. when you mention like a lesbian affair in jail, felonies and pill addiction all in one, it's like too much. Frowned upon by Target. Too much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was, I mean, and mine is literally, but that's the thing is I don't know that it, who knows what it has to do with because my book is literally called Ask Me What's For Dinner One More Time and it's a parenting book and Target wouldn't sell it. It's not that's in Target. That's weird. It's not in Target. Not in Walmart either. Um, well, they sell the same two books. I'm not going to name names, but. But Walmart also said that they don't sell books in the parenting space. And I'm like, lies, I've been to your store. So I was just like, okay, that's fine. But it's, I feel, so I, you know what? I'm going to seize the moment and I'm going to say, for you and I both, Target and Walmart, they're loss. You're missing out. You're missing out on two moms. Maybe we shouldn't trash big. I'm saying they need to get on board with us because they're missing out on two moms who know what real moms want. That's what I'm throwing down today. We shop there. Correct. Not anymore. Oh, oh, that one. I'm just kidding. I I shop at Walmart (laughs) primarily and I know people have problems with that. But if I had a choice between Walmart and Target, I pick Walmart because Target's too expensive for me. Well, I'm just saying they both need to get on board with um, the Juggle and the Jenkins and and the That's Inappropriate, Meredith and Tiffany duo, Take It or Leave It squad. You should be sponsoring us. 
Not after this. <laughs> well, they should have an awakening. That's all I'm saying. Awaken. Okay. I even made a, I made an arm movement and a gesture too when I did it. It was Awaken. dramatic. It was okay. All right, moving on. Buy my book. Next. <laughs> Next. Last week on the show, we talked about our spouses and when we ask them to do something for us or for the house or a chore or whatever. It's not for us. Let's clear that up right now. It's for the family. It's for, it's the, for family. the unit. Yeah, the unit. Agreed. And so Dave and I were sitting in bed the other morning and Dave goes, you need to watch this video. And um, so a listener sent us this video of her and her husband. Oh. What's the matter? We're only going to hear it. We're not That's fine. That's fine. So play it. Yeah. It was the episode of how do you ask your significant other? And I listened to it first by myself. And I listened to it. With me. And naturally it we caused <laughs> it caused an argument. We fought. We oh. fought hard. In the middle of it. What we you know, I don't even think he got the whole full experience of the podcast because he kept interrupting with his, you know, two cents. We didn't even follow it. <laughs> no. We didn't even follow so, it. So, I know what was said. All my answers were correct. <laughs> so, basically, we thought we could give our answers to some of the questions that were asked in the podcast. We figured it out. We solved it. I think so. So, basically... What it boils down to is, A, like it's been said, communication. Um, but also, there's another layer to that. And that layer is the double standard of expectations. Mm. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean when – I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like, cut right to it uh, – when he says, can we go downstairs, he's expecting sex. I'm going to give the narration. He just um, Do you want to go downstairs? Exactly. Do you want to go downstairs? It's expected that we go downstairs and have sex with each other. No, but she knows a direct <laughs> question. Can we go downstairs? Regardless. He's expecting that we have sex at the end of the day or at that moment. Right? You're expecting He just that. shrugged his shoulders. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Right, but that's why you yes. ask me if we could go downstairs. In that, in that context. Because I don't want to sound like an animal. Right. Woman. Exactly. Woman. <laughs> so that is the same thinking as when me, as a woman, and as you guys expressed, um, you phrase things as questions versus, hey, I need you to take out the trash now because that sounds bitchy. Yes. It sounds so bitchy. And I don't say that because 
it sounds that way. So I will say, hey, do you mind or do you want to yeah. do this thing? And it's because I don't want to sound like that. But the what reality. What you're saying is take it out. That's what I'm saying. I want him to understand that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. So we found out that the bottom line is both of us will speak to each other with an expectation. In certain situations. In certain situations. Sex. For guys. You know. For and girls. Task. Everything else. Everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so we Do you want to take the trash out? No, I don't want to. Right. Yeah. And what happens is is we uh what my response was is what in what in what situation this got me here. on God's green earth would I just happen to bring up taking out the trash just to have a conversation I never would do that I really could care less his opinion about whether he wants to take out the trash or not <laughs> boom so, she means. so I mean take it out but I don't say it that way because I think inherently I feel like I would be a bitch if I did so I don't and the same thing with him is if he hey, said hey you want to go downstairs is the same thing as just saying what can we go downstairs and have sex Right. In either way, I'm probably going to say no, but the point, the point is, no, I don't want to, and unless everything else is taken care of, I'm probably not going to want to either. So, it's definitely Dang. teamwork and communication, but... Yeah, it's a double-sized sword. It's a, it's a double standard, and that's the thing. The double standard of, it's okay for him to tell me... Or ask me to go downstairs without specifically asking me to have sex with him. It's okay Got another for wing. him to do that. <laughs> but as your lovely Dave put it, uh, we have to explicitly say what we want in order to get it. Do you see the double standard? Do you I'll, see the double standard? I do. I'll give a shout out to Dave, though. He, yeah. he's, he's cooking oh, all the Lord. time. There we go. And here's the other thing. She said, can you make it more interesting? Mm hmm The food? The yes. meals? The vegan meals? Yeah. Why didn't she say, make it more interesting? Because she didn't want to sound like, um, yeah. you know, what? Well, but he's also trying. But know? he's so, trying, and I think she acknowledged yeah. that. Correct, I did. So, yeah. I think that's, that's the truth of it all, is there's a, this underlying double standard. So they, they go on a little longer explaining that a little more, but I, when she said, in what universe am I going to try to have a conversation about whether you want to take the trash out or not, I was like, huh, I guess. You're right. That makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Why, why, would I, why would I ever, 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 ever discuss something that wasn't that didn't matter to me in that moment, right? Like, why am I going to just, why do I, why do you think I care about your thoughts on, on like, that sounds so real. but why would I care about his thoughts on, on if he enjoys doing dishes? I don't enjoy doing dishes. I don't enjoy doing laundry, but you, it, it's part of the household that has to get done. So if I'm asking you for some help on something and I'm phrasing it saying, Hey, can you do this? Can you do this, please? 
It's exactly, it's exactly what she's saying. I'm trying to not sound rude and be nasty and I'm, and I'm asking for help. Well, look, she, she says that he, she figured this out because he shared all of the man secrets. So I was going to pull his man card, but then you gave me a shout out for the cooking. Please. What? Man card. I think it's just so interesting to listen to another couple. Like it's got my wheels turning, you know, like maybe like me and my husband could sit down and listen to a podcast together, you know, maybe if it said specifically exactly what I wanted it to, to make me look better. (laughs) Um, But it was just like, it's very interesting to hear we're not alone. You know, even this couple who we didn't even know before this, like they're going through the same crap and the same stuff. And it's, it speaks volumes for him that he's willing to come on camera and uh, say his viewpoint too, and kind of shift his perspective. I think that's what's most important is like being malleable in a relationship and being able to like shift um, your direction and your viewpoint in order to make the relationship as a whole work better. It's super important. That's something that Drew's really good at adjusting his sales when, if he wants to get, blown, you know what I mean? But Whoa. I, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to comment on the fact that you used a reference that dates you back to the 1600s, adjust his sales. People sail, you weirdo, okay. all the time. And you're a sailor? You don't say that. I was in high school. Get out of here. Adjust your sailors. Get out of here. You make fun of me all the time, and you're over here. Adjust your sails. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that's where you went. Yeah. SHS, baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I agree with that. Beautiful building down there. Oh, my God. Thank you. I built it. We are all. Nice job. Um, Yeah. I agree with that. I think that. It is super neat, too, when we sat and we watched this video to think about how our, our conversation in our little office, zooming over with you, got out to the big wide world of the interweb, and this couple sits down, has a knockdown drag out argument, and then comes to some realizations about their relationship. I love that. And then we brought them back as a couple to chat about it. And I just think that that's great. I think everything about it is great because so many marriages have these little, um, these little struggles in them. I have a marriage question Mm. about you and Dave. What? Are you like ever like swayed by, okay. Do you ever pick up on Dave's vibes and like allow it to affect your mood completely? Constantly? Yeah, all the time. All the time? Every day. Yeah. Really? But, like, even if it's, like, not something he says or does, just, like, a look or, like, the way he says something. You you ever have a day where you just, for no reason, just not feeling it? Yeah. I'm, I'm not allowed to have those because then they affect her, and then I get in trouble for having them. Well, or, see, here's the problem here. I think it's okay to have those days, but I think that if you have a spouse who's like an overthinker and an overanalyzer, expressing that to them is so important because like, for example, I'll get weird vibes constantly. And I'm like, are you okay? Is it something I did? Like the way he looks at me or if he's not saying something or he's not enthusiastically greeting me. And instead of like reassuring me, it's just like, no. And then I'm like, Hmm. But well, if you would have been like, no, I'm just having an off day, that's all. I'd be like, okay, 
is there anything I can do? But instead, it's like, he doesn't love me anymore. He's cheating on me. He wants to run away. And I know. I that's, Dave looked when you said that because my, my go-to to him when he does that and shrugs, I say, are you okay? And that's because I'm actively concerned about his well-being. And I'm asking the question, are you okay? Because I want to know if, if there's something that I can help you with. Your exact, your exact question and answer response. Yeah. And it annoys Dave. And then he will be like, can I just have some, can I have a minute? Can I, and it's like, well, I'm just, I, I'm, I have concern for you because like you're my other half. So I need to know what's going on with my other half like that. I have to, in order to feel okay in my space, I need to know that he's okay. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think that some, it comes back down to that whole communication thing a lot of times I feel like they don't want to communicate certain things with us, whether it's because they don't want to talk about it at all, or they don't know how to express it. My husband says he's afraid that I'll get mad. About what uh, though? We don't even whatever. know. Like if I, if I do something that bugs him, he'd much rather just sweep it under the rug and like settle so that he doesn't have to deal with whatever my response is to him pointing out like my character defects or my flaws <laughs> or whatever. And I, I, I'm like, okay, I hear you. And I'll try really hard not to do that. But sometimes he's just wrong about why he's mad. <laughs> he's wrong like, about why he's mad. Yeah, he's yeah. wrong sometimes about why he's, he's mad. He's, okay. He's, Let's replay that. He's not wrong about why he's mad. He's wrong about, why he's mad. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's identical to what I just said, that I get in trouble when I have an off day because it affects her mood. Well, the, yeah, well, that's what happens to me all the time. Like today, for example, he's just been very short. He hasn't been very lovey-dovey. He hasn't, he didn't like greet me. He, he isn't like saying hi to me or acknowledging me when I walk in a room. The tone of his voice when he has a conversation with me is like very monotone and very bored and like aloof. There's like a distance. So I sat down. I'm like, hey, do you want to have a talk? He's like, about what? I'm like, about us. And he's like, what about us? I'm like, no, no, no. You okay? Is everything okay? Is there anything I can do to make you happier? And he's like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, sure. Are you sure? Because I think you're fine. But like, also, he's afraid to be like, well, you know, you, uh, you haven't put out lately or, you know, whatever, because then I'll get defensive. So I try really hard not to get defensive. Okay. So as I'm talking, I'm realizing that maybe the problem is me. Let's just change the subject. So back, back to this couple, because she, she brought up another point, but one of the things that, that I found was really funny. She talks about how, when they finally do go downstairs, they, they disassemble her craft room and then she calls him out because she always has to put it back together by herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what are they doing though? They're apparently crafting while sexing. I'm not exactly <laughs> okay, sure what's happening. But like, are they throwing each other around? <laughs> I think I think she meant like clearing a sp- spot on the floor. Perhaps I'm not exactly sure. I think maybe they have um, smaller kids. And they're trying to just find places and opportunities when it comes. I'm going to play a couple more minutes here for a second. Let's see. Okay. We are. Most of the time. Sometimes. But, and then also, I was thinking about this, is in what universe would you say... So she flips the role. ...this thing, which is, honey, 
do you want to do the dishes? Would you ever in this universe ask me, honey, would you would you like to do the dishes? Or would you please, would you like to take out the trash? Or would you like to mow the lawn? Or would you like to do these certain things? Would you ever ask me in that way? No, because I know it wouldn't get done. Such a long. But also because it's expected that I'm just going to do it anyway. Ooh. Yeah. He didn't know. So you wouldn't even fathom to even ask me those questions. So that's another double standard. Is if the tables were turned, those questions wouldn't even be asked of us because we are expected to do them. Right? Yeah. So it's almost an unfair question. Yeah. So the point is, though, is that we have to communicate, but we also have to recognize when we are um, operating under a double standard. Absolutely. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Are they going to have their own YouTube channel now or what? We all got double standards. Yes. We all do. Yep. And I know what yours are, for sure. And all men. And, and, and all, all men. All men. <laughs> yeah. From a man. man Not me man. saying it. Pull his man he card. told me all the men's secrets. <laughs> what are they? Tell me. Sound like cavemen. Mm-hmm. But uh, in an attempt to not because, sound like cavemen. Because if put it this way, hey woman, you want you go downstairs. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Butter my biscuit. Butter it up. <laughs> Oven's ready. Oven's ready. <laughs> now, versus, hey, babe, you want to go, you know, another thing I like to do. Yeah. You want to go check out the laundry? Oh, yeah. I'm go take a <laughs> but the thing is, is you don't know how many times <laughs> I know what he means. But also have to do the laundry by myself. Yeah. Mm. Do you know how many piles of clothes he's walked over? <laughs> Dirty or clean? How many you've walked over? Okay. How many times you have dis- <laughs> disconstructed my craft room to make room for us <laughs> and then left it for me to put back together? Ooh, she's mad. Hilarious. So I can continue my crafting. Yeah. How many times have you reorganized got my the ice cream truck rolled yeah. up? I think the kids yeah. are in the yard. His None. response is awesome. Never. Never. Do you even... done. Yeah. Do you even pay attention to where things were? No. One thing in my mind. Yeah. One thing in my mind. So, loving, not only... Loving this sweet thing. Loving this sweet thing. Nothing wrong with that, he said. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey. I'm loving this sweet thing. That's it. Just helping you enjoy the moment. Uh, helping who? Helping Meredith take take advantage of enjoying the moment. Oh my god! Oh, I thought you were talking about SEX. Yeah, he was. Oh, we don't enjoy those moments. Look, it's it's it was such a great video. They chat. They. I love that they sat and they spent that much time sitting and having a conversation about what we were talking about. Yeah. And then sat down and were like, these are our thoughts and this is what we think. And they did. I mean, it was great. I sat and listened. We sat in bed listening to this giggling 
and just being like, uh-huh, yep, yep. Because Dave, Dave, if Dave ever turned and looked at me and said, um, are you going to come over here and t- take care of these dishes? I think, I think he would know that instantly he would probably just set a blaze because the look I would throw him, because it's already expected of me. When, when my husband says to me, like, so what's up with that thing? Like, just like abrupt, you know what I mean? Like, so what's up? Let me get in there or whatever. Like it, then <laughs> it makes me in a weird way feel like it's like he, he wants to use my body for his pleasure. That's- and it, it doesn't feel like a group thing, not group, but like a, <laughs> group you know activities. It's not like a, it's like saying, hey, you know, hey, hand me some toilet paper. Like, hand me your vagina is what it feels like when he does it like that. Instead of preheating the oven, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, hey, so here's, here's a question. You're, you're walking to, to the store, mm-hmm. and a really attractive lady walks by, and he turns and looks. What do you say? What do you do? I say, dang, you want me to go get her number for you? How do you feel? Um, it depends. Probably, I feel probably jealous. So I feel. So when he makes that statement to you, it's that same thing. So the what? attention that you're, you're, you're feeling jealous or upset because he's given that type of attention to someone. That, Are we talking that, about like a full turnaround? Yeah. Anything, any response. So basically by you're saying that you don't like it when he just says, Hey, let me get in there. But when he does that, not saying, hey, let me get in there, no stranger, but just sees someone and, and is like, oh, they're attractive. He's feeling the same way to you. And then you say you don't like it. But then you get jealous when he feels that way elsewhere. Yeah, because I'm married to him. Why is he feeling that way elsewhere? It, it's, he's not getting in there. He's just saying that he, he's... I'm just saying that Dave he feels attracted to you. Dave is saying that it's a physical response for men to feel attracted to something shiny and pretty. And so yeah. he's saying... And we just giggle about it usually. Um, right. But he thinks you're shiny and pretty too. And that's why he says that to you. All I'm saying is that it'll be a lot easier for him to park his car in my garage if he like helps clean out the inside of the house first, including my heart and my brain. Yeah. Agreed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got, you got to like because make sure that the, the house is nice before you try to park a nice. Yeah. But car. sometimes, sometimes we just need to get through the drive through. We don't have time to sit down for a meal. <laughs> right. But we don't have time to sit. But that's, We were killing the analogies last week. This week, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't see. But that's that's the whole thing is your your phys, uh, uh, most men's physical connection. Like I wrote about it in the book. I wrote a chapter titled "My Husband's Love Language is Sex," and yeah. and that chapter is specifically about the fact that that's when he feels connected. He has to do that every couple of days. He has to have that every few days because it's how he feels connected to me. But I feel the connection in a different way. I feel the connection through him doing acts of service and things that are helpful to me around the house or with me or with the business or with whatever. And it's just how the person perceives those acts 
and how they accept those acts. But most men, I think, have that physical response of, let me see your boobies. I'm going to touch some things. And yeah, then and it's happy. flattering because if if they didn't do that, then I'd be like, you're not attracted to me. Why right. don't you ever exactly. smack my butt when you walk by? Yeah. It's, I'm never satisfied. I mean, the guy cleans. He does great. And he... You know, he cooks for the kids. He's wonderful. It's me. I just don't, I don't. I think it's every person. We all have the, we're human beings with a, probably more than a million emotions and ways to feel and things that happen. And it's hard. It's hard to be alive and a human being and interact and have relationships and live in the middle of the crazy times that we're living in and parenting in. Mm-hmm. And we're all decision fatigued and everything is exhausting. Waking up is exhausting right now. So I think it's just things get heavy and it gets and it can get harder. But I will give you a to your point, Tiffany. I had a doctor's appointment um, about a month ago. I had to go to the gynecologist um, and we're at new we're new to this area. Right. So I've had to find all new doctors. And so I had to find a new gynecologist. And so I get into the office and they take me into this sitting room with like a couch and some chairs. And I was like, well, I've never had a, <laughs> I've never had to throw my legs up on a couch before to have somebody check the old, uh, check under the hood. And oh, he comes in and he sits down and he's like, I always like to have conversations with my patients first, um, to just let them know, I'd like to put them at ease and answer any questions that we might have and blah, 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 blah. And so he just starts to talk and he's like, um, so how's your sex life? How are things going with your husband? You know? And I'm like, they're fine. And, and he's like, um, is your husband putting in the right amount of quality time beforehand? Is he, um, is he giving you 15 to 20 minutes of, um, uh, what's it called? Foreplay. And I looked and I giggled and he's like, what's so funny? And I'm like, the whole thing doesn't take 15 minutes. (laughs) And he's like, you need at least, he goes, women need 15 to 20 minutes of foreplay in order to have the best sex. Are you serious? 15 to 20 minutes of foreplay before the act starts. He said, if you designate that amount of time, and he said, it doesn't have to be all physical. He goes, flirt a little before, get yourself excited. And I'm sitting here and I'm going, where am I? And what are we talking about? (laughs) And you know, and I'm like, and I'm like a middle-aged woman, I'm 40 years old. And then I, I actually appreciated the conversation after he left because he was, he was actually concerned he was like how is your sex life I didn't ask how your husband's sex life was how is your sex life are you enjoying this and I was like oh yeah I you know I enjoy our sex but it's like most of the time we're both tired it's you know yeah it's 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 10 minutes it's whatever and he's like you're really not getting the full benefit 12 minutes 15 okay sorry that's a little excessive (laughs) So I was like, you know, so he's like, just work up towards it. Get, you know, he's like foreplay is, is, is probably one of the reasons that people end up in, um, couples counseling because they don't, their partner isn't, um, ready for the act when it occurs and then they don't enjoy it as much as they could. And I was like, wow, I got a therapy session. I got my vajay checked out. Everything was great. So I think it was just from a medical, from a medical professional, that's what I was, that was the information that I was given. Just letting you know. 
Yeah, but you, you, do, you know what Tiffany said. Well, well, when he doesn't tell me that I'm hot or grab my butt or whatever, then I, I get upset. You do the same thing. You know, you, you talked a couple episodes ago that every time you change, I, I reach out and yeah, grab your butt, grab right? a nip. But when I don't, I can see her. I can see her face when I don't. She's I'm like, like are you forgetting something? <laughs> and she's flipping her nipple around yeah. the room. Flipping yeah. my nipple. And she's made comments before. <laughs> Of course I want you to do it, but then when you do it, I'm going to say, don't do that. I mean, that's a given. I feel like you should know better than that. Uh, smacking your smacking your butt. You know, I, I, I don't go around smacking strangers' butts, but More yours. Here's what it boils that. down to, okay? Foreplay. Us women are... Wait, that was your foreplay? Just getting you ready. Oh, Lord. We're so confusing because not even we know what we want. And we want you to magically know, and I know how hard it is. And trust me, like, if we could choose to not be like this, we would. You know what I mean? Like, I I talk to myself all the time, or I do talk to text. Um, and so my husband has started to just not answer me. And then I get pissed, and I'm like, hello, I'm talking to you. He's like, well, how was I supposed to know? Because you yelled at me before when I answered you and you were doing talk to text. You said I messed up your text, and <laughs> you said you were talking. Like, I never know what I want on a daily basis, but I always want him to know. You know what I mean? And it's so confusing. Yeah. We need Maybe we need yeah. to go back to, like, some kind of counseling, mainly for me, because I'm sure he's fine, and I'm just the lunatic. No, you're you're not wrong with that. It, it's... Meredith very clearly knows what she doesn't want, but identifying what she wants, she has trouble with. Mm -hmm. I can relate. True. It's hard. True. And I think that's also a part of getting older and trying to really learn because I think for most of our growing up life into our early adult life, we're told what we want. Somebody tells us this is what you want. And then it, then something clicks in your head and you're like, I don't, I don't think I like that at all. And then you have to figure out, well, what do I like? And there's a, there's a complete journey that goes along with that. And I think yeah. that that's not the case for men because I don't think men are told what they want. They, they, they wouldn't allow that. But as women, we can be more, we can be easily influenced. I think at times, especially when we're younger and then when you get older and you're like, I don't f-ing like that at all. I'm going to need you to stop doing that right now. It's harder to say that as a woman. Yeah. And so I think you have to go and that's a whole, that's a whole other, that's a whole other journey. That's a d- different convo. Yeah. That. Yep. Agreed. So anyway, well that was, um, I'm glad we, I'm glad we, they sent that video because I think it's really, I think it's really interesting and I think it is very, um, prominent in marriages, that conversation and the communication and the context and, and everything about what what we were talking about, which is why I'm so glad last week Drew didn't hop up to get the mail. I'll kill him. <laughs> I will. I will dateline NBC him. Next week we should um we should take caller questions or something or take questions. From... Oh, let's do that. So if you have a question, what email? Because we didn't put it on the podcast last week. What email do you want them to send topics or questions to? You can email into support at filterfreeparents.com. Any questions or topics and we can but, uh, but make the subject line whether or not it's a question or a topic just so it's easier for whoever's going through them yeah because i'll look through them and dave will look through them so it's support so, it's, so if it's a question then make the subject line 
like question and we'll try to answer them like on during the podcast or something. Yep. We'll go through and just answer. It could be about anything about marriage, kids, writing a book. So just put podcast question. That's Being the title. World famous. Why? Celebrities, whatever you guys want to know about. So title it. Subject is podcast question. And you're going to email that to support at filterfreeparents.com. And don't forget to call us if you want to open the show, 315-834-2696. And before we go... I Buy wanna... my book. That wasn't it? Okay. Well, no. Buy our March. Gonna, I'm, I'm proud of the work you put in. Oh, thank you. And, and I, I'm hoping you can find more moments of joy as you continue mm-hmm. this week. I think you, you started getting some yesterday and, and letting a little loose, and it was great. So I hope you find more. And I just wanted to put it out that I'm proud of you and the work you did. Oh, thank you. I, I couldn't have I couldn't have written the book and done the things that I did without Dave and and my family because I mostly wrote about them. <laughs> Don't ruin the moment, Meredith. I was that was like, really this happens sweet. all the time. I was this, teasing. She, when she gets uncomfortable, she has to crack a joke. I do. I get it. I do. But I yeah. am I am very I am very grateful. I thought I thought I, I thought I wrote a nice dedication. You did. Shall I read it and we'll end the show? I dedicate this book to the business manager, a.k.a. my husband, and my three delightful blessings, Matthias, Sophia, and Brian. Being a wife and mother is only one part of who I am. However, you will always have my entire heart. I saw that. That's very sweet. sweet. I'm such a nice guy. Now kiss. Now kiss. Um, All right, so... Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have have no no idea what what we're we're doing. doing. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. See you guys next week.